0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Why Not Us podcast edition college football show here on Spotify. My name is Adam Click. Alongside to me today is Michael Gresser. We have another great college football show for you here this week. We are getting ready for week six, which should be an incredible week. A lot of big games to talk about. But first, before we get into it, Mike, how are you doing and how did you enjoy your week five of
1: college football? Yeah, week five is absolutely incredible, Adam. Just I mean, we knew it was going to be a massive slate going in. We knew there were going to be a lot of great games to talk about, but I just didn't think about the sheer amount of upsets we would have last week as we have had every week. We talked about Stanford being Oregon at, at number three, we Talk about Kentucky beating Florida, Mississippi State upsetting A&M. So much to talk about from last week, but also just so much to talk about this upcoming Saturday.
0: Yeah, I mean, you really look at college football week in, week out, and you're like, we could do a 10-hour show on, based on just – what happened in the last week. So Mike, I want to start off with this. There are a lot of teams last week that had some big time wins. I'm going to list a few of them and I'm going to I'm going to ask you which one do you think had the biggest win last weekend. Georgia killed Arkansas 37-0. They dominated from start to finish. Their defensive line looks like an NFL type defensive line. They look unstoppable. And on the other side, the other SEC team that looked incredible was Alabama. They steamrolled Old Miss, Lane Kiffin had no answers. The popcorn was not ready for him, and they had no problems. And Bryce Young showing that he is now the clear Heisman candidate in college football with a monster win. The score was not even as close as it indicated. And then the other win that I want to talk about, big team win on the road, group of five Super Bowl Cincinnati Bearcats winning at Notre Dame, setting up a possible berth to the first college football playoff by a group of five team in the history of the sport beating Notre Dame 24, 13, their defense shine. Desmond Ritter played an incredible game. They limited the turnovers and Notre Dame had no answers on the offensive end. So Mike of those three teams, I just mentioned who had the biggest win on Saturday.
1: I think the one you have to go to right off the bat is Cincinnati. I mean, this was Cincinnati Super Bowl. This was the biggest game probably in their history. They got through Indiana They now got through a bigger test than Notre Dame. Their path is clear ahead of them right now. They are writing their own story. I think um, the win Cincinnati had at Notre Dame really put them on on the map. People weren't giving them enough credit going into this game about them being a legitimate playoff contender. Everyone knows it now. Everyone should know that Cincinnati can be there, will be there if they run the table. What a monstrous win for Cincinnati. Notre Dame really had no answer in that game. That was all Cincinnati, all Desmond Ritter. Notre Dame just cannot move the football. Um, Cincinnati's legit. If you don't know that now, believe it because they will be there at the end.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you, Mike. I think you made the you hit the nail on the head there with Cincinnati's biggest win. I think it impacts. We knew Alabama and Georgia are going to be two incredible teams coming into the season, and they are showing that they are clear cut better than everyone else. But Cincinnati sets up a possible berth if, like you said, they they're able
1: to run the table. And what I think a lot of college football fans are worried about right now is the fact that even though college football has just been so wild thus far, that it is very possible that the two teams left in the national championship will be Alabama and Georgia because they are so far ahead of the rest of the pack. But college football fans must realize that what is so great about about this sport is the entire season is not just about one game. It's not just about the national championship. This is still a season this is going to be still a season to remember. There might be two playoff teams this year that we've never seen before. We might, we'll, we'll get into some of those other uh, teams as we get through this episode.
0: Yeah. And I think you, uh, again, with another great point enjoy these moments enjoy the season we've already had seen so many upsets don't just focus on the playoff listen it's probably going to be alabama georgia playing each other in the national championship that's
1: gonna be a fantastic game too. yeah I'm excited for
0: of that. course yeah it's going to be two juggernauts yeah. going against each other but enjoy these moments root for a team like cincinnati jump on their bandwagon it's pretty special that they have it a chance so to go to the college football playoff very special so with that before we get into our week six preview I want to talk about some of the major upsets that happened this past weekend because, of course, there were a bunch. And the f- one that, first one that jumps to me, as you talked about uh, earlier in the show, was the Oregon-Stanford game in Palo Alto. They didn't even have a lot of fans there, and they were able to get the win against Oregon, who was a college football playoff contender. And if they ran the table, they would have been guaranteed to make college football playoff And, you know, obviously in December, Stanford wins. They've already had an up-and-down season, but a big win for them. The other big upset, Mississippi State goes to Texas A&M.
1: I don't care if they have their backup quarterback. They beat them. The Bulldogs' big win. Hey, you know what, Adam? Yeah. Georgia didn't have their starting quarterback either today. And it did not matter yeah. at all. Stetson Bennett still only threw the football 11 times against Arkansas, and they still found a way to absolutely just dominate that game in every fashion. Arkansas did not have an answer. So I'm getting into Arkansas. I know you're talking about some upsets. No, I know. But you're- I just want to point out just how special of a win that is for Georgia. Because if you look on the AM side of it, they're thinking, oh, like, oh, I know we've lost the past two games just because our start, our starting quarterback isn't playing. Well, look at what George is doing right now. JT Daniels not play against Arkansas, and yet they still shut him out 37 to nothing. That shows you what good teams are capable of, even if all their pieces aren't there.
0: Yeah, you bring up a great point there. And the other big upset that I want to talk about is Kentucky beat Florida. I think it was only the second time in the last 30 to 40 plus the odd years that Kentucky has beaten Florida in football. They win 20 to 13, absolute defensive show. It looked like, when I was watching the game with you, Mike, it looked like it was Penn State. It was a whiteout. It was a great environment. Kentucky looks really good. And now they have a chance to make this division race in the SEC really interesting, especially with a game against Georgia coming up uh, next week. And so I want to ask you this. Of those three teams I just mentioned with the big upsets, who had the biggest upset in your mind this past weekend?
1: Um I think I mean it was demoralizing on a lot of levels for all three of those teams Adam. When I think about one I I'm going to have to go to Florida, um the one you just talked about uh with an, uh, a loss to Kentucky. Florida was riding really high um throughout the beginning of the season. They only lost Alabama by 2 points, but a game like this just goes to show that a team like Florida when they get down and out um in a game they do not have the talent on their roster that they can rely on to bring them out of, of tough spots sometimes. When it all clicks, it looks fantastic, and they're able to beat some top tier teams in college football, like they almost beat Alabama. But if it's not clicking, it's not going to go well because they do not have that talent to rely on. And this probably isn't the only loss that Florida's going to take this year. Like, they're probably going to lose to Georgia. I don't see Georgia or Alabama losing a game on their schedule because of how f- so far separated those teams are. And Florida, th- believe going into this game that they might have an opportunity this year based on what they've seen thus far. And I think this absolutely killed it. Um, so I, I go there and a team like Oregon, that was the Pac-12's only hope uh, in the, on the, on a national stage uh, down the stretch for the college football playoff. And this, com- this uh, Stanford win completely eliminates the Pac-12 from any contention. So the Pac-12 is in absolute shambles right now. And very demoralizing for Oregon. I know there's trouble. It will be okay in the end for Oregon, I believe. Not this year, but hopefully down the line. I still like Mario Cristobal. But very tough spot there. I know they thought they had it all ahead of them, and that is all killed now.
0: Yeah, and uh, for Oregon, I don't think it's all over their college football playoff hopes just because I feel like that fourth spot might be a one-loss team. And we will see. Obviously, with Cincinnati, it makes it a tough argument for Oregon for sure. But there's still a lot of football to be playing. And as we've seen this season, really, other than Georgia and Alabama, everything, every game is up for grabs for every team in the country.
1: Like, like Adam, we know what the top teams in the nation are. There are probably about seven teams that you could list that could make the argument to be the number three team in the nation. It is so wide open outside of number one and number two. There's going to be, a lot, a lot more that happens in the season. That's good. There's going to be a lot of change at the top. I can guarantee you that.
0: Yeah. And there, there will be a lot of changes as you just indicated. And that's why we love this sport so much. So with that, Mike, let's get into our week six preview. We have four just monster, monster games. Listen, the slate is not incredible like it was last week in week five, but these four games have Massive magnitudes on the college football playoff race and in these conference standings as a whole, as we'll get to, obviously, with our team and the last game that we'll preview with Texas OU. But first, let's start with Arkansas Ole Miss. Both these teams got steamrolled by the juggernauts of the SEC last week in Georgia and Alabama, respectively. K.J. Jefferson and company scored zero points for Arkansas. For Ole Miss, Coral, their quarterback, Matt Coral, I believe, yes, Matt Coral from Ventura, California. His Heisman hopes pretty much dashed. Both these teams have to regroup this week. It's mo- still a monster game. There's slim college football hopes, playoff hopes, still alive, whoever wins this game. Mike, what do you, who do you like in this game? And what's going to be the key to get a big-time win? Because it's still a top-20 matchup.
1: It is. This is still a huge game, Adam. And I must say, my perception about both these teams hasn't changed, changed that much even though they both got absolutely dominated across the board last Saturday. I just think Alabama and Georgia are that good. Everybody realizes that now, just how far above those two teams are from the rest of the nation. We really realized that last week. So I don't think that Ole Miss and Arkansas should be in any panic mode right now. They just played two teams that are far and above the rest of the nation. That being said, this is a still a fantastic game. Um, I still love both these two teams. I, I think both these two teams are still very good football teams, both borderline top 10 teams, in my opinion, based on how they played thus far this season. They just happened to play two incredible teams in Alabama and Georgia. I do like Ole Miss in this game. I love their offense still. I know they weren't able to get it going that much against Alabama. A lot is that. A lot of that is due to how many turnovers they caused on downs against Alabama because Lane Kiffin talked about the fact that they needed to go forward on fourth down uh, pretty much every drive that they got in that situation so that they could try to stick with Alabama if they wanted to have any shot. I still have Ole Miss's offense. I think they're going to be able to get it done against a very good Arkansas defense, Arkansas's offense, still some question marks in the passing game. I love their run game. I just don't think they're going to be able to trade points with this Ole Miss passing attack that we have seen do some mean things to some of the teams they've played thus far this season.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with your take there. I like Ole Miss in this game. As you mentioned, I think their offensive prowess is going to be too much for Arkansas. And let's, let's be honest, even though Arkansas did beat Texas a a couple of weeks ago, their offense has been to be desired, and that's what I worried about this team going into the season. Obviously, the defense is legit. We'll see how they play, despite giving them 37 to Georgia last week. But I do like Old Miss because it's in Old Miss. It's going to be very hard for Arkansas to win this football game. But whoever wins this game right back in the conversation in the SEC race. So we will see. As we move to our second game, another SEC game, because this conference is loaded every single year, and that is the Georgia Bulldogs, they travel to Auburn to face the Auburn Tigers. Auburn had a gut-check win last week against LSU, late night, in Death Valley, very tough atmosphere, and they found a way. They didn't play great football, but they found a way to win 24-19, to Bone Nicks finally made some big plays on the offensive side of the ball, which has really struggled for most of this season. And then as we've talked about already a lot, Mike, is Georgia, the juggernaut. Are they just going to steamroll Auburn? Or does Auburn have any chance to even keep it competitive?
1: Yeah, I mean, so I'm glad you brought up the win uh, Auburn had last week. I wish we touched, it, ch- touched on that already. That is such a massive win for the Auburn Tigers. That is the first time Auburn has won in Death Valley since 1999. Pretty crazy to think about such a massive win for Brian Harson, and on the flip side of that, um, the notion within college, the college football world right now is regardless of what LSU comes out of this season, Edo is done there. We'll see if he's able to last at the end of the season, but that Auburn win in their hometown, in their home stadium was the nail in the coffin. Anyways, going into this game. Yes. Bonick's played out of his mind, I think, last week. That was probably the best we've seen him play uh, since he's been at Auburn. So there is excitement there. However, they go are going against Georgia, who is giving up like 4.2 points per game, I think, or something like that. I think it could be even less. They're going to have a hard, hard time finding points in this game. If they want any shot in this game, it's going to be through special teams' plays, George is going to have to commit turnovers. I think, I'm not sure that the current status of JT Daniels, but Auburn has to pray to the heavens that Stetson Bennett is playing this game. They have to hope that Stetson Bennett actually makes mistakes, which he did not do against Arkansas. He played efficient against Arkansas. So Auburn's going to have to hope for big special teams plays, a lot of turnovers. But if those two things don't happen, I think George is going to roll once again in um jordan air stadium and get a pretty defining win in the oldest rivalry in the south
0: yeah and i agree with you again Mike. i think auburn might lay a goose egg against georgia their defense is the best i have seen in college football i think ever since i've been a fan of the sport and I just I Auburn struggled on offense throughout this year. I know they've got the win. Bone next looked pretty good against LSU, but they still struggled to score 24 points against an LSU defense. Let's be honest here. That's not very good. And they're a mess right now with Cocho and all that going on there in Death Valley. But Auburn, they have a good defense. They, they play well on special teams, as you alluded to. They're gonna have to force turnovers. They're gonna have to probably get points from the defensive side of the football. Better chance than scoring against that Georgia D sure. line. So we will see. I wouldn't be surprised if Georgia just steamrolls them in this game because they are that good. So with that, we move on to the Big Ten, probably the best game of the week, and it is a clear-cut winner is in the college football playoff if they continue to do well the rest of the season, whoever wins this game, and that is Penn state goes to Iowa in the Big Ten. Monster, monster game. Both these teams are ranked three and four, respectively. And both teams last week, their defenses shined against Maryland for Iowa and then against Indiana for Penn State. These teams, this defensive game is going to be phenomenal. And the question is, who is going to score more points in the end? So, Mike, who do you like in this game and why do you like
1: them? Yeah, what an incredible match at first, Adam. I just This stat is pretty wild to me. This is the first top five big 10 matchup that ohio state is not playing in since oh, what is it um i think 1997 i think that's what it is um so been a long time since two teams that are not ohio state that have competed in the big 10 be, both being top five teams so huge excitement there for both both these programs both these programs are playing fantastic football right now specifically on the defensive side of the ball and that's where this game is going to be won. It's going to be one on defense. There's going to be a low scoring game. If you like unders, bet this under whatever it's at. There's not going to be a lot of points scored in this game. The winner of this ball game, it is very possible the winner of this ball game scores 20 offensive points. I would not be shocked at that at all. There are going to be turnovers in this game as well. That is what has defined Iowa's football season. They have been in games and winning games based off forcing turnovers. Which they've been so, so efficient at. Penn State can almost guarantee themselves that they will force one or two turnovers based on how Iowa plays defense. But on the flip side of that, Penn State's been playing really good defense as well. It's going to be hard for um, Spencer Petrus and that Iowa offense score points on Penn State. This is going to be a defensive battle. I lean Penn State slightly. I know it's in Iowa. I lean Penn State slightly. I just like. Penn State's offense just a little bit better, a little bit more with Sean Clifford. Um, and, uh, um, and that offense, I like Penn State's just a little more. If they can take care of the football, they should win this game. That's very high. Ha, uh, that's a very high ask. But if they can take care of the football, I like Penn State in this football game. It's hard to predict turnovers, even though I already know there will be turnovers in this game. But if Penn State can get it done, they will win this football game. And the interesting thing is, if Penn State's win this game, obviously they're in the playoff conversation, but they have a much, much harder path than the Iowa Hawkeyes. Penn State is in a division right now that has four top 11 teams between Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State. And they have yet to play any of those other three teams thus far this season. So they still have a gauntlet ahead of them. It is going to be very tough for them to run the table if they pull out the win at Iowa. On the flip side, the Iowa Hawkeyes have a very favorable schedule. If they win this game at home against a very good Penn State team, the road's ahead of them. They will be favored in every game for the rest of their schedule up until the Big Ten Championship. So if was able to win this game, it's all it's all ahead of them. And I would absolutely pe- be glad to pencil, pencil in Iowa as a playoff team if they're able to win this game. I can't necessarily say that about Penn State because of the gauntlet they still have ahead of them in the Big Ten East.
0: Yeah, Mike, you bring up a great point about the paths that both these teams have. I'm, as you brought up, I'm looking at these schedules. Iowa, when they win this game, they're prob- you can almost pencil them in to the college football playoff. It depends how other things go, obviously. But even losing in the Big Ten Championship with only one loss and you have a win against Penn State and Iowa State, and they still played Indiana when they were ranked earlier in the year. And the Iowa State when it was also on the road. To keep in mind with that, hopefully they can turn their season around a little bit. But as you mentioned, Penn State, it's almost like they have to win this game just to even have a chance for the playoff because their schedule is so hard they gotta play ohio as you talked about ohio state michigan state and michigan all undefeated all in the top 11 right now in the ap pool not gonna be easy but i love this nittany lion team Mm -hmm. i was big you remember i was big on them in week one upsetting wisconsin they did so this is tough because these teams i think are very similar in the makeup very very similar teams in the makeup of the way they play football defensive led good defensive line offensive line. They don't turn the ball over too much. They force a lot of turnovers on the defensive end. It's tough. I always favor home teams in college sports and especially college football, so that's why I'm going to slight edge to Iowa. I do think Penn State's actually a better team, just slightly, as you talked about, Mike, just slightly, but it's in Iowa, and that's why I like the edge there. Iowa does not lose a lot of games where they play. I'm blanking on where in Iowa they are, but... I know Iowa State's aims, and I just cannot. I can't
1: think. Yeah,
0: I can't think of it either, but it's okay. Well, It will come to us eventually. So with that, we got to talk about the game that Mike and I have been thinking about, have been reading about. Have been watching old games for about months now. And here it is, Texas and Oklahoma in Dallas. We will be there, of course. It's gonna, it's one of the best weekends of the year, no doubt in our minds. And the weekend just gets better if Texas is able to pull out a win. I am praying they do so. But this is not gonna be an easy game, as Mike knows, and I, I know myself as well. They're three and a half point favorites right now, Oklahoma. They are the kings of the Big 12, the last decade or so in this division. And Texas, as Mike's, Mike's going to get into it, they have their work cut out for them, especially at the line of scrimmage. That is going to determine this game, I think. Spencer Rattler has struggled, but their run defense is very, very good, as Mike will get into. And for me, the question is, can Casey Thompson be able to throw the ball effectively down the field? Which... He hasn't really shown, he's shown flashes of it, but he has not shown it consistently so far this season. That's what he's going to have to do against Oklahoma. Bijan Robinson, he is an animal. He's going to be a star in the NFL. We know it, but he's going to have his work cut out for him this week. And the line of scrimmage is going to be huge. So Mike, break down this game for us and, even though I know it's a tough game, but you got, you got to let me know who you like in this.
1: Yeah, well, first off, I'm really glad you brought up the deep ball of Casey Thompson because that is going to be one of the keys in this game that I was going to point out is the deep ball has not been able to connect thus far this season. There might be one we can point to on a 20 plus yard pass that's, uh, that Casey was been able to connect on, but thus far it has not been able to connect and that is absolutely going to be a key in this game. I do not think Texas is able to win this ball game if they're not to create if they're not able to create some explosive plays. Anyways, yes, you are right. This game is going to be won at the line of scrimmage. OU's D line is one of the best in the nation. I don't care what you know about Oklahoma. This defensive line is legit. They are they get at the quarterback. They stop the run, and those are going to be two areas that Texas is going to have to deal with and have the edge over if they want to have a chance in this ballgame. This is one of the best pass rushing defensive lines in the nation. And that's what gives me the most worry is, the, is the Texas offensive line able to hold a very stout pass rush. And this is also one of the best run defenses in the nation. Yes. Bijan is miles better than any running back. OU has faced thus far this season, but they've shown that they've been able to shut out some pretty good running backs. I, I a, a Deuce Vaughn uh, thus far this season. So Bijan's going to have to get going early. I think you could just point to the amount of yardage that he has in this game, and if you just saw the amount of yardage, you would probably be able to guess who comes out on the other side of this ball game. If Bijan has a 150-yard game on the ground, I think Texas is going to win this ball game. If he has a sub 100, sub 75 ball game like he did against Arkansas, I think OU is going to come out on top in this ball game. So Bijan's going to be key. Pass protections for Texas are going to be key. Explosive plays are key. And in my opinion, yes, we love to trash on Spencer Rattler, but he is not what I think the area of that offense that should take the most flack. It is the OU offensive line that has actually struggled the most this season. And it's the OU run game that has struggled the most this season. That's where Texas. If, if you're talking from a matchup standpoint, Texas has the edge there. They they do not have the edge in other areas, as I already pointed out. But they do have the edge. They should be able to get at Spencer Rattler enough if they're able to. If they're not able to, I should say, they do not have a chance in this ball game because they need to take advantage of the matchups that they have. I like Texas' defensive line against this OU offensive line that has struggled thus far this season and has not played as well as it has in years past. Spencer Rattler has done what he can with this offensive line. Uh, they put it together pretty well, actually, against K-State. That's the best offensive product they've put together on this season. And we saw last year, oh, you just needed really one game to kind of click. Um, I wouldn't consider they necessarily clicked fully against K-State, but they did struggle last year leading up to the Red River rivalry, and it kind of all just clicked in the Red River rivalry for Oklahoma and they were offensive jugging off the rest of the season. That could very well happen this year. OU has the talent and capability to do that. Um we'll see if that happens. I really hope it doesn't happen. Um but yeah, and it's I mean, getting to a pick in this game, it's very hard for me to two, to pick Texas. I do think Texas has the most talented player in this football game and Bijan Robinson. Yeah. But
0: save your pick though for Oh yeah, I'll, say, the I'll save my pick. Yeah. I'll
1: save my pick. But anyways, um from a matchup standpoint, OU has some favorable matchups, specifically with their defensive line against our offensive line and against our run game. But Texas has some favorable matchups as well against their offensive line. How well is Texas able to get up after the quarterback? How well is Texas' offensive line able to block for Bijan and block for Casey Thompson? Because I am very worried. My biggest worry in this game is Oklahoma's D-line could and might just bully the Texas offensive line.
0: Yeah, and I think, as you just got in-depthly with this game, we're we're not used to in the Red River rivalry. is This game could be a defensive slugfest out there, and I think it could be decided in the low 20s. As you mentioned, both these offensive-slash-defensive lines can really take advantage and get to both quarterbacks and cause a lot of problems, uh, you know, scoring points and getting the ball through the air. We will see... As you mentioned, Oklahoma looked a lot better last week against Kansas State, but given the fact K State was not f- at full strength, obviously missing Skylar Thompson, the quarterback. Oh, he did play. He did come back and play. Okay, he did come back and play, folks. And they did. They were still able to score 31 points,
1: but big backdoor cover, actually. Yeah,
0: huge backdoor cover. They returned the kick with like a minute to go, but Oklahoma's offense finally found their footing, as Mike talked about. So we will see. This is the game that we're going to keep our eye on the most just because we love Texas so much, but the Penn state Iowa game is obviously the game of the week. So now as we transition into our, a new, a new fun segment that we have is kind of like college game day, Mike, where we're going to have a lot of games. We're going to pick some. And then we, uh, we honestly, we are adding a person for just this segment. Only a special guest, our friend, Alex King, and he's going to come in in a minute or two to get the picks going. But before we get the picks going, Mike, kind of just talk about some of the other games that you have your eye on this week.
1: Yeah. Um, some of the other games that come to my mind, uh, Nebraska, Michigan, I think it's a good big 10 matchup. Nebraska's played uh, their best football last week against Northwestern. They can shut them out completely. Um, Michigan on the other hand is playing fantastic football. They are one of three teams this year that has yet to trail In this football season the other two teams are georgia and alabama michigan has not trailed once this season this is probably their biggest test thus far against the nebraska team that finally found its footing last week and it's in nebraska that's going to be a very interesting game i'm excited to see um, who can who comes on top is nebraska able to actually get ahead early in this football game another game i look to is an sec matchup lsu kentucky edo i do not think Is fighting for his job anymore? I think we're past that point. I think that was last week. Is LSU just going to have just continue on disaster through the end of the season, or are they going to actually get a win that they should be getting any other season? However, they're not even favored in this game. It's at Kentucky. That environment was incredible last week, and I think it will be incredible again. Kentucky's favoring this game for a reason because they're playing better football than LSU. Be such an incredible win for Kentucky. I really hope they win. I really hope they're a great story again like they were in 2018. That's a great SEC matchup. Kentucky should be able to take advantage.
0: Yeah, so Mike, thank you for previewing some of the other games. And we're going to start picking them right now. But let's get Alex Kagan, our special guest here on this podcast episode. Get him going. Kagan, we have our first game that we're going to pick for this segment. As Mike mentioned, Michigan and Nebraska in Lincoln Three and a half is our spread right now. Who do you like in this game?
2: Well, boys, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, This game is very interesting to me for one reason, one reason only. Uh, Adrian Martinez has a proving game right now, and Nebraska has my favorite metric in college football right now, hope and need. They need to win this game. That's why the spread is so low, considering that Michigan is undefeated and has never trailed this season yet. But to be honest, I think that environment is going to be too much for them. They don't have much of a passing game. I think Nebraska wins this game outright. Give me the points and Nebraska.
1: I love it. I I love the pick Kagan. Yes, Michigan is yet to trail a season, but they, like I said, they've played their best football last week. We'll see if it can carry over. Scott Frost, if he can put together some wins, he might just save his job, which we all thought was just dead in the water when he lost against Illinois in in, uh, week zero. If he's able to win this year, this game, this would be absolutely monstrous and he might just have been able to save his job.
0: Okay, and I'm going to have to go with the Michigan Wolverines in this game. I think they are more talented than Nebraska. I know it's in Lincoln. They've been playing better football overall the last couple of weeks. They had Michigan State that game won in East Lansing a couple of weeks ago, but they weren't able to come up on top. But Michigan has shown to me that they are different, a different team this year. They're able to win close games and their defense has been stellar so far. I'd like them to win a very close game against the Cornhuskers in Nebraska. The second game, as we transition to another monster game, this is a night game ESPN, I believe is covering this Notre Dame, Virginia tech Notre Dame, obviously a big letdown last week against the Bearcats of Cincinnati. Shout out to them, special group of players there, but Notre Dame needs this win; otherwise, their hopes of making a New Year Six Bowl are pretty much dashed. Virginia Tech has shown that they can win some big games, winning already this year against North Carolina, one of the favorites in the ACC. Who do you guys like in this game? We'll go back to Alex Kagan.
2: Listen, no one walks into Lane Stadium in Blacksburg, Virginia, especially at night, and has a good time playing. And with all the uncertainty that Notre Dame has at quarterback right now, I'm taking Virginia Tech, and I'm not thinking twice about it. Also, give me the over. These teams are going to put up some points. It's going to be late at night. The weather's going to be good. I like the passing offense on both of these, but obviously there's some concern at quarterback. Give me the over and Virginia Tech in a pick game.
1: Yeah, real quick. I just totally forgot to give my pick for, the, for the, uh, the first game we previewed. I also like Michigan. I agree with Adam in this game. I think Michigan's just playing better football in Nebraska. We don't have to get into it anymore, but Michigan is my pick. This game, I love. I love the atmosphere in this game. I think uh, Virginia Tech's um, game day setting has played a big factor for them thus far this season, as we saw against North Carolina. North Carolina had no answer in that in that week in that week one game when they walked into an absolutely rocking Virginia Tech stadium. And I think that's going to be the same factor against this in this game. I don't think Notre Dame is going to be able to get much going once they see how crazy those fans are. I like Virginia Tech. I like the Hokies in this ball game.
0: I have to agree with you, Mike. I love the Hokies to win this game. It is, as Kagan mentioned, it is a tough environment in Blacksburg, Virginia. Their fans were rocking in week one when they beat North Carolina. Notre Dame, to me, just had not looked good, even in close wins earlier in the year against Toledo and some of the other teams, Purdue, they played. And Florida State, obviously, who's just a mess right now. I like Virginia Tech to win this game. And I think they could even win by double digits. And I love the Kagan pick with the over. There are going to be a lot of points. I don't trust Notre Dame at the quarterback position. He struggled last week. They brought in their backup for Jack Cohn, I believe, for Notre Dame. So I believe
1: he's going to start again. Jack Cohn
0: out with a chest. Oh, he's out. Yeah. Okay. So even more reason why I like the hokies in this game. But yes, Virginia Tech gets a monster win on Saturday night primetime against Notre Dame. The other game. Another game we're going to talk about, the only group of five game that we'll get into for this week, and it's a big one, Boise State versus BYU. The Cougars are back to playing some really good football. They're still undefeated, and Boise State has had a mess of problems. They just lost last week to Nevada. They're struggling in the Mountain West Conference. They had a devastating loss to Oklahoma State a couple of weeks ago, but BYU, it might be on their third quarterback. Jaron Hall, their star QB, out with an injury or with a rib injury as of right now. He's still questionable for Saturday's game. And then they brought in Baylor Romney, starting in South Florida and Utah State. But he is also hurt. So, Jacob Konovor, I don't know if I pronounced his name right, but he is their third-string quarterback, and that's why the spread is very low in this game. So, who do you guys like in this one?
2: Listen, Adam, I'm not even going to question it. Boise is in shambles. BYU at home, 230 game. I'm taking BYU, and I'm not thinking twice. Six is a trap line usually, but I like them to win by a touchdown. I think they might even win by more. Boise just cannot stop the run. They have no run defense, and BYU has got quite a good back there. I'm taking uh, BYU in the points.
1: I'm totally with you there, Kagan. Is it, it isn't just the quarterback position where Boise has shined this season. They are a great football team. Yeah, sorry, BYU isn't just the quarterback position where BYU has shined a season. They've shined everywhere on all all sides of the football. I don't think the quarterback position, even if they're third string quarterbacks playing in this game, I don't think it's going to have much of a factor. I think BYU is still going to roll. They're a much better football team than Boise State on all sides of the football.
0: I will agree with you guys. i like uh, BYU to win this game. I think it's going to be close, though. But Boise just not accustomed to giving up 40-plus points at home in that Blue Turf Stadium in Boise, Idaho. And they did that last week against the Wolfpack of Nevada. And UCF, they also gave up 36 on the road week one. This defense has a lot of problems, a lot of things that they need to figure out. But with the quarterback situation and BYU – I think they're going to be overlooking this team a little bit. I think they'll win, but it's going to be a close one. I like the Cougars in this one. However, we go to another big, big 12 matchup West Virginia and Baylor. Both of these teams got off to some fast starts and it looked pretty good. West Virginia almost beat Oklahoma. Baylor obviously was undefeated until last week's loss against Oklahoma State. Who do you guys like in this low key good game in the Big 12?
2: Excuse me for saying this, but this is the Bumble of the Big 12 with the exclusion of Kansas. I don't like either of these teams. I think Baylor was fraudulent. They had a good defense, but no offense at all. And last week was a surprising showing of Oklahoma State. I think it says more about that Oklahoma State program than it does about Baylor. For that reason, I'm taking West Virginia. West Virginia has some, some impressive things on offense, especially in that Oklahoma game. And I just do not trust Baylor at all on the offensive side of the ball. Give me West Virginia plus two and a half. And I'm also going to sprinkle that money line a little.
1: I'm going to have to disagree with that take Hagan. I do think these two teams have a lot of potential in the big 12. They're not going to be contending for a big 12 championship. We'll see if Baylor can figure, uh, figure some things out because that loss against Oklahoma state was pretty impactful for them. I do think they're pretty good on offense. They, They found it. They found a pretty solid identity. I think Dave Aranda, I like that staff. I like their defense, especially. I think these two teams are better football teams and they're, they I've given, been given credit for. And I think they're going to cause some trouble for a lot of trouble for other power teams in the big 12, i.e. Texas. But I do agree with your take on West Virginia's the scheme, even though they have struggled, even though they have the worst record, I do think they are the more talented team in this game. I would not be surprised at all. If Baylor wins this football game. These are two good football teams. The records do not show it.
0: Yeah, I think these two teams are very underrated and are still very good football teams. However, I do like Baylor in this game just because Baylor has a very good offense. A name that a lot a lot of people don't know about is their running back Abraham Abraham Smith for Baylor. He has 500 plus yards on the ground this year, and they got they kind of got steamrolled a little bit against Oklahoma State, especially on the offensive end last week. But West Virginia struggled to score points for most of the season. And so I in this game is at home. I like the two and a half. I'm going to sprinkle a little Baylor action, maybe throw it in a parlay money line. I know I know I'm going against our guest picker, Alex Kagan, but I do like Baylor to win this game and cover that two and a half point spread. We move on to two teams that are pretty much been a mess all season long. You throw it in a hat and you find just random stuff in it. And that is USC and Utah. Both these Pac-12 teams supposed to be one, two favorites in their conference, respectively, and they have gone off to really awful starts. Utah, especially, they had a horrible loss to my Aztecs in Week 2 in triple overtime. They've lost some other big games as well along the way, and obviously USC fired their coach, and they also got steamrolled to the Stanford Cardinal earlier, earlier this year. So what do you guys like in this game? It's hard for me to even have confidence
2: in either of these two teams. Listen, there's two things I don't trust. First being the government and second being an interim head coach. So for that reason, I'm taking Utah. I know USC is definitely more talented, but you're going to have to give me Utah like plus three. I think they win this game outright. USC is in complete shambles. And until they get a new head coach in that building, I don't think they're going to be winning many football games.
1: I mean, I have to agree with both your takes. Both these programs are in shambles. These were the two favorites, in my opinion, in the Pac-12 South, and they've just completely disappointed In every fashion, I loved Utah going into this season and I did like USC to an extent too, but they have not shown me that thus far. However, with two programs that are playing as bad a football as these these teams are, as hard of a game to pick as this is, I think talent's going to win out in the end. Give me USC. Yeah, and I agree
0: with you, Mike. I think talent's going to win out in the end. It's not, honestly, it's not that great of talent as we've seen on the field so far. But I do like USC. I love picking home teams, especially in conference games in college football. So I'm going to stick with that logic here against the Utes of Utah. I like USC to win this game in a very close battle. And that's why that spread is very low. We move on to another Pac-12 game. Stanford's been kind of the darlings of this conference so far this year, obviously upsetting Oregon last week in Palo Alto, but they've been up and down all year. And then you have Arizona state. A lot of people were high on them, but they had a lot of off field issues going into the season. And they have quietly shown they're a pretty good football team. Last week, they went into Pasadena against UCLA. They dropped 42 points on them. This game was never even close. Arizona state's now the probably the favorite, especially in the PAC 12 South to get to the PAC 12 championship and probably, face Oregon in that matchup. So who do you guys like in this one between Stanford and Arizona State?
2: Arizona State is my sneaky Pac-12 champion here. I think Rashad White is a special kind of back. You don't get this player. This is a -a once-in-a-lifetime kind of player, and for that program, this is huge. 13 is an interesting line. Obviously, that means they're two touchdown favorites, and I like it. Stanford got a fluky win in overtime against Oregon, which is obviously impressive. You know, beating Oregon is uh, quite an accomplishment, regardless of the circumstances. But Arizona State is for real. And I honestly am going to pick them to win the Pac-12, and I'm definitely taking the points and then for them to win this game.
1: Yeah, I love your take about Arizona State to win the Pac-12, Kagan. I'm not necessarily going to pick them to win it, but Arizona State is a team that I have to admit I kind of wrote off going into the season because of the off-field issues that they had. I didn't think they were going to put it together. I knew this was a talented football team, but I just thought the off-field issues were going to be too much for this team and this coaching staff to overcome. But thus far, they've showed us this is a very good football team. They're playing good football. This is one of the only teams in the Pac-12 playing good football. It's hard to say that at Oregon, obviously, against a Stanford uh, last week. Great one for Stanford. However, they are not the better team in this football game. Arizona State is the better team. I think they have completely forgotten whatever issues they're having internally. Obviously, those issues are still there. But I think the team and the coaching staff is just focused week to week in this season and that gives me high hopes for arizona state long term down the stretch they could absolutely be winning the pac 12 when it's all said and done give me arizona state in this football game
0: yeah i have to agree with you mike i like arizona state to win this game as well and by the way folks they have won every home game by 22 or more points so far this season they struggled at byu but that's a tough place to play in provo utah Other than that game, they've looked very good this season. They looked really good last week against UCLA. I think they're going to cover the spread. Stanford is one of those teams where they can get you on a bad night, but Arizona State's going to be ready to play that game, and they're going to be hyped for as now the new Pac-12 favorites in the South. We move on to our four games that we previewed earlier here in the show, four huge games, top 25 matchups in all of them. First game we got to talk about, SEC, battle of top 20 teams, Arkansas and Ole Miss, KJ Jefferson versus Matt Corral. Alex
2: Kagan, who do you like in this one? Look, I understand that after last week's showing, it's tough to take Ole Miss. I mean, they were completely shut down, but people need to stop. People need to forget about that. No one's going to put up points on that Alabama defense. Matt Corral is the real deal, and so is Lane Kiffin. While Arkansas does have an impressive defense, I don't think they're going to be able to stop that Ole Miss offense, I mean, we were, uh, y'all remember that catch from last week. I mean, that receiver is insane. Matt Corral is for real. I'm taking Ole Miss and the points. I think Arkansas is, dare I use the F word, fraud.
1: Yeah, so my, if you're going to call a game a lock, my lock of the week would be Alabama at a and I do not think A&M is going to be able to get absolutely anything going this game. Ole Miss is a much better football team than AM, and they still lost to Alabama. By 21 points. I do not think Al AM is gonna be able to move the ball at all offensively. The
0: game we're previewing is Arkansas Ole Miss.
1: Oh, I thought we were doing betting picks.
0: No, no, not yet. We're doing these four games first. We're picking them.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. All right. Let me let, let me let me go let me go back. I'll give I'll give my betting pick later. All right. <laughs> I'll just run through these games real quick. I already said early in the show, I like Ole Miss in this football game. I picked them to win. I love this offense. I do not, I'm not down on these teams at all after last week. I think there's two, still two very good football teams. As I said, they were going up against the powerhouses in college football. I'm not any lower on these teams than I were going in to last Saturday.
0: Okay, I like Old Miss as well, as we previewed in the show. I think their offense is going to get the better of the Arkansas defense. I don't think Arkansas is going to be able to score enough points. And again, they are at home in this environment. In the SEC, it is not easy to win SEC football games on the road, unless your name is Alabama or Georgia. So, I like Old Miss to win this game. Let's move on to another big SEC matchup, Georgia and Auburn. This spread, I think, is around 15 and a half. It is in Auburn, but I just... I mean, we'll we'll do our picks right now, but I th- this game's gonna be a blow, in my opinion.
2: Listen, it's no easy feat to go into Baton Rouge, to go into Death Valley and win at night. And hats off to Bo Nix for doing that. But if I could make any comparison, Bo Nix is Jameis Winston. You can count on him for some spectacular highlights, a great win, and next week he's gonna throw. Five interceptions against that Georgia defense. That O line is not going to know what hit them. Georgia's defensive line is simply the best in the country. I think it's through there's three first round picks on there, easy, if not more. This is going to be a massive, massive blowout. And if I have any pick, I'm taking Auburn team total under. If it's even close to two touchdowns, slam the team total under. Georgia in a blowout, easy money.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. And I mean, Georgia's already put up two goose eggs this season against. Uh, football teams and I think there could be absolutely be another one this Saturday in in Auburn for that matter uh Auburn's gonna have a very hard time uh scoring points in this game we already talked about this game I love Georgia in this in this spot this defense is the best in the country it's gonna go down as one, one of the best all time they're gonna have um not a hard time scoring points regardless of who's playing quarterback for Georgia Stetson Bennett was efficient last week if he's a starting quarterback again this Saturday I think it'll be just fine
0: yeah I love Georgia to win this game. You could throw my grandma out there as a starting quarterback, and this team would still win the football game because their defense is that good. I think Georgia wins this one by 25-plus. I love the points in this. 15 and a half is a spread. Give me those points and give me Georgia all the way. We move on to probably the best game of the slate we have. We previewed it already, but Penn State and Iowa, I know Mike and I might disagree. I want to get Alex Kagan's opinion on
2: who he likes in this one so honestly this game is very very interesting for one reason both teams obviously undefeated it's a cross-divisional matchup but i think that going to iowa and winning against that defense is going to be no easy feat. Penn State barely, barely has scraped by in their last few games. And obviously, Jahan Dotson is a highlight machine. I mean, if you have a guy like that on your offense, you got to feel pretty confident. But I think Iowa at home is just going to be too much for them. I mean, that defense is for real. It could be one of the single reasons that they're a contender in the Big, T- uh, Big Ten. And for that reason, I'm going to be taking Iowa here. Give me the points and give me the under. No points in this game. Turn it off. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we already talked about the Im- implication of this football game. We broke this down uh, at length. I do like Penn State in this spot. This is going to be a defensive battle one way or another. There are going to be turnovers forced in this game. That has been the story of Iowa's football season thus far, forcing turnovers if they want a chance against Penn State. They're going to have to force turnovers. I think they will force turnovers. How many is going to dictate this ball game? I do think Penn State is the better football team. If Sean Clifford is able to take care of the football, they should win this ballgame. If there's a two, three, four count in the turnover margin in Iowa's favor, they're going to absolutely win this ballgame. And they have shown that they can do that thus far this season. However, give me Penn State. It's hard to predict turnovers. I like Penn State.
0: Wow, Mike. I think I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I like Iowa. It's only one and a half. They're at home, as Alex mentioned. I mean, this defense is for real. I know Penn State's defense is for real as well. But Iowa at home, they don't lose there very often. I think it's going to be, as Kagan alluded to, it's going to be a turn-off-the-TV kind of game right when the kickoff happens in the first quarter. There might not be points in the first half of this football game. I think Iowa wins by around the score of 17-10, to and that might be too generous, honestly, with these offenses that we're going to be seeing on Saturday. But Iowa is going to be clear-cut, win this game. They're in the college football playoff discussion, and they have a very easy road ahead of them. So give me the Hawkeyes in Iowa. We move on to our last game that we'll pick, and it's the biggest one in our eyes as we all are huge Texas Longhorn fans. That is the Texas Longhorns and the Oklahoma Sooners in Dallas, State Fair, Red River Rivalry. Our whole fraternity is going to be there. Everyone's going to be there. We're going to be so excited. It is the morning kickoff, Fox noon kickoff. It is also where game day is going. Everyone's going to be watching this game. Huge for recruiting. Who do you guys like in this
2: one? I mean, look. As every day passes, I get more and more nervous, more and more nervous. But this is a prove-it-or-lose-it game for Steve Sarkeesian. I trust Casey. Casey has been on the sidelines for this game, and now he's going to get a play in it. I think he's been waiting his whole life to step out there in the Cotton Bowl and play this game. Obviously, Oklahoma has made massive improvements on the defensive side of the ball. But I'm sorry, nothing about that offense has impressed me at all. And so, for that reason, I'm going to take plus three. Call me a homer, call me biased. But when you got a Heisman contender running back like Bijan Robinson, it's hard not to feel confident coming into the game. However, one thing I do want to talk about is that over under something about this screams trap to me. Like, I think that they are predicting overtimes and overtimes like we saw them last year. I think I might sprinkle the under in this game. Anyway, off to you.
1: Yeah, I know I already talked about matchups at length in this football game. I can go into matchups in heavy, heavy detail for hours and hours about this football game. However, just like every year, this is a 50-50 ball game. I think that is to a whole other extent in this in this football game. You could make the argument either one way or another for Texas or Oklahoma, but there are just a few more favorable matchups that I give Oklahoma's favor, specifically on the defensive line against the Texas offensive line. I think if OU is able to bully the Texas offensive line, like I think they will, they should be able to win this ballgame. However, as we've seen every year, year in and year out, anything is possible in the Red River Rivalry. Even if OU has success bullying the Texas offensive line, Bijan can still run for 200 yards and still win this ballgame. But I'm going to pick Oklahoma.
0: Wow, Mike going against Texas. I did it last week against TCU, and I got burned for it. but. I Listen, It's this is really tough for me. I hate, because I'm known as the person that usually picks against the Longhorns, but this game, as Mike talked to, it really is a 50-50 game. You toss, you play, you know, roulette. You're, it's basically those odds between red and black. This is a incredible environment, incredible game. Everyone's going to be hyped. There's a big recruiting matchup as well. Texas has looked very good the last couple of weeks, and I'm going to give them credit for it because they did not look good a couple of weeks ago in arkansas but oklahoma they've proven throughout the years because i've i've been a fan of texas for a long time they win these matchups more than not since i've been alive and so for that reason i think oklahoma is going to win a absolute close game it might be a game winning field goal by a point 28-27 it could be 21-20 i like Alex Kagan's point with the under, I think it is a screaming under these teams, these defenses, the defensive lines are going to shut down and get to both of these quarterbacks. But I think Oklahoma in the end is going to win, but I would do anything to be wrong about this pick. So give me the Sooners reluctantly in this matchup before we let Alex Kagan go. I know he he's a, him and I are incredible gamblers. And so we have to, Credit that and give, we have to give him some uh, call to fame here. He's going to give us one or two betting picks that he likes for this week's slate. And then maybe an upset pick that you possibly like in this week's slate. Take it away.
2: Greg, I appreciate the time. And sadly, this podcast won't come out. My lock of the week would have been Coastal Carolina, minus 19 and a half, going against Arkansas State, 130th in the nation in points allowed. This is the lock of the week, but I'm going to have to choose another one. For my upset pick of the week, and I'm not going to go with Nebraska because Michigan very well could win this game, I'm going to be taking our neighbor to the south. The University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners are undefeated going into this matchup against Western Kentucky. And that Western Kentucky team is nothing but transfers. Has struggled all season, even though they've pulled off some close wins. I'm taking UTSA and I'm not thinking twice about it. I've got a few more walks. Obviously, I mentioned the Auburn team total under. I like UGA 15 and a half, but another very, very interesting line that I like is Michigan State minus five. If Rutgers has struggled anywhere, it's stopping the run. Like in most Big Ten football games, you know, establish the run and you win that football game. You know, Greg Sciano is a great coach. I love what he's doing with that program. I think Rutgers is heading in the right direction. But I'm not going to lie. Michigan State could be a very, very good football team. And I'm going to be taking that minus five. My last and complete and utter, utter lock of this is UConn minus three and a half. UConn walked into Vanderbilt. And lost by a field goal. Now, this is the toilet bowl of all toilet bowls over here, UMass, UConn. But UMass is the single worst team I have ever seen play a football game. I have seen Texas high school football teams play better football, and they have been blown out by 40. I'm taking UConn, and I'm excited to see this toilet bowl. This is what I'll be watching at 2.30 besides the Cotton Bowl.
0: Yeah, so Mike, I want to get your betting picks as well before I do mine and your upset pick as well.
1: Yeah, so I got into a little bit earlier. My lock of the century this Saturday is Alabama. I think it's minus 18 right now. I got it at minus 17. I still like it at minus 18. I do not think A&M is going to be able to score the football on this Alabama defense, and they proved it last week that their defense is legit. A&M has all the issues in the world offensively. Zach Halzad is going to make some big mistakes this football game. Alabama is going to get after him. They're going to bully that A&M offensive line that has struggled thus far this season. So I just do not think a and is going to get anything enough going to keep it somewhat close. I think this game is going to be won by three touchdowns like Alabama was able to do against Ole Miss. And Ole Miss is a much better football team than Texas A&M. So I do not think this game is going to be close by any margin. I think this is a three-touchdown football game in favor of Alabama, give me the points.
0: Okay, I really like that pick. Mike, your upset pick of the week.
1: Yeah, my upset pick um one that I'm going against a team that I've been very impressed with thus far this season. It is going to be Syracuse beating an undefeated Wake Forest team at home. Even though Wake Forest is impressed the college football world, I do think they're going to get a loss eventually. This football season, I think it happens this week at home against Syracuse, who had a narrow, narrow loss against Florida State that they were in position to win last Saturday. So give me Syracuse winning at home against an undefeated ranked Wake Forest team.
0: Wow. I really like that upset pick. I was actually thinking of doing it myself. Before I get to mine, Alex Kagan is begging me to get you guys a teaser for this weekend. It's the first teaser that we're going to have on the show. So enjoy it. Hopefully it hits.
2: Listen, if there's any way to make money, it's four-team six-point teasers. We're going to take your Bucky to the cleaners. All right, first team we're going with is University of Virginia. They're three-point underdogs against Louisville. Louisville has had some impressive wins, but this UVA team is for real. That Miami win is something to remember. Plus, I've got an inside guy, another left tackle. He says they're winning outright, so I'm taking it. Give me the nine-and-a-half there. Then I'm taking Tennessee. Tennessee is wearing the all-black with orange highlight uniforms at home at night. This game is going to be a Tennessee blowout. I'm taking Tennessee, and I'm adding it on the teaser. That'll put it at four and a half. Texas, I've already mentioned, I'm taking them outright. So add the six points there, and you'll have a nine-point spread. And UTSA is currently a six-point underdog. I like them to win outright as well. Give me the 12 points. Cash your tickets. You're taking the bookie to the cleaners. Let's go.
0: Wow. Powerful stuff from Alex Kagan. It's been an absolute delight having him on. Let me get to my betting picks. I'm going to piggyback some of these picks that both of them just mentioned. I like Alabama to win by, not triple digits, but to win by 25 to 30 points. I think they're going to absolutely just demolish them. So Mike, I really like that pick. Alex Kagan, I love your UTSA pick. I think they went outright as well. As he mentioned, West, Western Kentucky has a lot of transfers from Houston Baptist, where Alex is from in Houston, Bra Zappi in Ratliff. Shout out to Ratliff. I know his mom. I worked for her um, over the summer in high school. So shout out to him. He's a great player, but their team is not very good at football. Another pick that I like, I've been, I've been hammering this team all year long, and all they do is lose me bets, but I'm still going to do it anyway. Memphis plus three at... Tulsa. Tulsa lost to UC Davis, a new team in FCS subdivision, and they are still an underdog in this game. I think they're going to win outright and cover that three-point spread. Another low-key game I like. UL Monroe at home against Georgia State, plus 16. UL Monroe, as Mike mentioned a couple episodes ago, they don't turn the football over, and I love that stat, so give me UL Monroe. I I don't know their nickname. I think it's the Warhawks. Warhawks. Okay, it is the Warhawks, so I did get that correctly. And lastly, my upset pick, folks, just so you know, I am 5-0 in upset picks. Last week, I got Kentucky against Florida. I have had an upset pick that included a top 25 team to go down each and every week, and I will continue riding that trend. We hit Kentucky last week. Let's hit against them this week. LSU is in shambles. Well, guess what? I'm picking you to win in Lexington, Kentucky. You're only plus three. I think you're going to win. Kentucky's going to have a monster letdown game from that Florida game. I like, yeah, Kagan's telling me I am 5-1. We will see. Give me the Tigers of LSU, and let's see what happens. I want to thank the both of them, Mike, Michael Gresser, and Alex Kagan for joining me on this podcast. We have an incredible Week 6 lineup. Enjoy all the incredible games, Penn State, Iowa, Georgia, Auburn, Arkansas, Ole Miss, and, of course, our game, Texas and OU. We will be there. Look for us on TV for the Why Not Us podcast. Episode College Football on Spotify for myself, for Michael, and for Alex. Thank you so much for joining us here today and enjoy.